As we're seeing more Christians dive and dabble with the new age, there's a passage of scripture that's been used to justify this sort of behavior of practicing the occult and dabbling in areas that are usually closed off. And today, we're going to be looking at a very controversial passage of scripture that has been weaponized by some to justify potentially using medians, psychics, new age, and tapping into the spiritual realm if seemingly it's used and seen in scripture. So we got my guy Ray Rock with me. And uh, this is a continuation. This is a continuation of our most mysterious Bible passages series. Okay. And so Ray, introduce the topic and we're going to go straight into the scripture. Well, I'm going to introduce this topic like this. A lot of times I get a lot of people who are dabbling in the occult or new age ideas and they're like, hey man, even the Bible promotes this type of activity. And we're going to see if they're telling the truth or not. All right, here we go. So the first passage we are looking at is in 1 Samuel chapter 28, and I'll read it in the NASB. It came about in those days that the Philistines gathered their armed camps for war to fight against Israel. And Ashism mm-hmm. said to David, know for, certain that you will go, know for certain that you will go out with me in the camp, you and your men. David sent to Ashkisim, very well, you will learn what your servant can do. So Ashkisim said to David, then I will assuredly make you my bodyguard for life. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Let's keep going. Now Samuel was dead, and all Israel mourned him and buried him in Ramah, his own city. And Saul had removed the mediums and spirits from the land. So the Philistines assembled and came and camped in Shunum, and Saul gathered all Israel together, and they camped in Galbao. When Saul saw the camp of the Philistines, he was afraid and his heart trembled greatly. So Saul inquired of the Lord, but the Lord did not answer him, either in dreams or by the Urim or by the prophets. Then Saul said to his servants, find for me a woman who is a medium so that I may go to her and inquire of her. And his servant said to him, behold, there is a woman who is a medium at Endor. Uh, then Saul disguised himself by putting on different clothes and went he and two men with him, and they came to the woman by night and said, Consult the spirit for me, please, and bring for me the one whom I shall name for you. But the woman said to him, Behold, you know uh, what Saul has done, and that he has eliminated the mediums and spirits from the land. Why are you setting a trap for my life to bring about my death? So Saul swore an oath to her by the Lord, saying, As the Lord lives, no punishment shall come upon you for this thing. Then the woman said, and so she goes on to bring up the the spirit of Samuel, yeah. which is pretty dark. Okay. Pretty dark. What, what I noticed about this initially, is, Ray, is that it starts with, with Saul getting rid of all the mediums, and then like two verses down, mm-hmm. he's, he's so, so in verse three, he removes all the mediums, and then like a few verses down, he calls on the medium. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that. What, what, what a double-minded man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, let's set the stage, okay? When it when we open up the passage, uh-huh. we see that for some reason, David is actually working for the Philistines, mm-hmm. and he's a bodyguard for them. So it says, about that time, the Philistines mustered their armies what, 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 for what another verse war. Verse 1. For another war with Israel, King okay, Achish told David... You and your men will be ex- uh, expected to join me in battle. Mm-hmm. So, uh, very well, David agreed. Now, yeah. you will see for yourself what we can do. So, what's going on here? What's going on here is that David 
for some reason, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about another time because we're going to stick on topic, but this is very important to the story, is working for the Philistines, right, and is expected. That doesn't mean he does do this, but he's expected to join them in battle against Saul, against his own people, mm. against Israel. Because mm-hmm. remember, uh, David is running from his life mm-hmm. from Saul. So now, why does why is this important? Why how is this connected to this idea that didn't Saul get rid of these uh, mediums before? Yeah. Well, when fear grips your life enough, you will go back on the commitments you made to God. Mm-hmm. When you have a, a bigger fear of your enemy than you have for the Lord, mm-hmm. then you will you will recant mm-hmm. your commitments to God. Mm-hmm. And that shows you that Saul was more afraid of the Philistines, okay, and David working with the Philistines than he was of God mm-hmm. and what God told him should be banned, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. So um, where does this, where, where is this being talked about in scripture? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we have it here pulled up in Deuteronomy. So when you go down to verse 10, so Saul swore an oath to her by the Lord saying, as the Lord lives, no punishment shall come upon you for this thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Remember, she said to him, hey, I can't call upon a spirit because this is banned here mm-hmm. and it was banned by Saul and she doesn't know that she's talking to Saul that she's talking to Saul right 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 so you read the next verse then the woman said whom shall I bring up for you and he said bring up Samuel for me when the woman saw Samuel she cried out with a loud voice and the woman spoke to Saul saying why have you deceived me for you are Saul but the king said to her do not be afraid but what do you see and the woman said to Saul i see a divine being coming up from the earth he said to her how does he appear and she said an old man is coming up and he is wrapped up in a rope then Saul knew that it was Samuel and he bowed with his face to the ground and and paid homage and Samuel said to Saul why have you disturbed me by bringing me up <laughs> Saul replied i am very distressed for the philistines are waging war against me and god has abandoned me and no longer answers me either through prophets or in dreams therefore i have called you so that you may let me know what i should do samuel said but why ask me since the lord has abandoned you and has become your enemy and the lord has done just as he spoke through me for the lord has turned the kingdom from your hand and gave it to your neighbor to david uh, just as you did not obey the lord and did not execute his fierce wrath on amalek so the lord has done this thing to you this day furthermore the lord will also hand israel along with you over to the philistines so tomorrow you and your sons will be with me. Instead, the Lord will hand the army of Israel over to the Philistines. Then Saul immediately fell full length to the ground and was very afraid because of Samuel's words. There was no strength in him either because he had eaten no food all day and night. Then the woman came to Saul and saw that he was utterly horrified. She said to him, Behold, your servant has obeyed you, and I have taken my life in my hand and have listened to your words which you spoke to me. So now you too, please listen to the voice of your servant. So Saul was initially anointed to be king. That's right. Saul drifts yep. from, from the Lord. Constantly. Constantly. David becomes anointed to be king next. That's right. Saul has an issue with that. Saul gets jealous of David mm-hmm. after David slays Goliath. Yep. David becomes friends with Jonathan. And then we get to this weird passage of scripture where things aren't going well for Saul, probably because of his disobedience and his drifting. Yep. And David is seemingly partnering with the Philistines. That's correct. 
And though down the road, I think I think he ends up kind of deceiving this the same guy, yeah. right? So it's not like D- David. I mean, didn't just throw on the reversible jersey and switch teams. He was. There's also more to that than Absolutely. like he just, he just swapped teams because that sounds crazy on the surface that David yeah. goes and part. And also some of the, some of the things that I'm that I would love to ask him when yeah. I see him one day. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and then Saul gets rid of all the mediums in the land and then flip flops right away. Calls mm-hmm. on his medium and it works. Yeah. He actually gets through to Samuel. Yep. That's spooky. That is very spooky. That means that there is something <clears throat> to these folks who have access into these spiritual portals, whether they're psychics, whether they're mm-hmm. mediums, whatever you want to call it, that has a degree of power to mm. communicate with the with the spirit world. Yeah. Let's talk about let's talk more about that. So if, as you notice, when she calls upon Samuel, right? Mm-hmm. It's not a familiar spirit though. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not a familiar spirit that she's that she she does this. Mm-hmm. She is a medium. Mm-hmm. So why is she terrified? Mm-hmm. Because in when I see when I read scripture, these mediums are usually talking to demons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. But God allows her to actually to, talk to, to Samuel. To actually talk to Samuel. Yeah. And and how we know that is because she's scared mm-hmm. and 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 when uh saul asks her hey what do you see she says mm-hmm. i see a divine mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. and the um the hebrew word there is elohim mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right i see something supernatural godlike mm-hmm. coming out from from the earth mm-hmm. and so here's the interesting thing when when uh, uh, Samuel mm-hmm. speaks right, and Saul talks to him. He goes, "Why are you bothering me?" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He literally says, "He's he's." He, he, and Saul re- responds to him and says, "Hey, um, you know, I've been calling out to God, and God doesn't answer me. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 Samuel responds to him, "Don't act like you don't know why God's not answering." Right, 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 right. Right. So let's not confuse this passage of scripture where somebody is calling out to God mm-hmm. and God's like, I'm not going to answer you. Mm-hmm. OK, mm-hmm. what's actually happening here is that throughout the whole book of Samuel, first Samuel, when Saul gets into office, mm-hmm. he is constantly compromising. Mm-hmm. He even gets he even compromises his anointing. Mm-hmm. Okay, when God anoints him to be king, he says, "Hey, Saul, you're going to be king." And when that when the arraignment ha- happens, he hides. Mm-hmm. He hides and he decides to live up to the fear that he has of people and their ideas mm-hmm. and even his own works than what God says. That's right. Right? That's right. And so w- what's going on here is that God rejected Saul, because Saul continues to compromise and doesn't repent. So he's not, it, this is not Saul making mistakes. Mm-hmm. This is Samuel coming to Saul over and over again mm-hmm. and saying, hey, God required you to do this and you didn't do it. Yeah. And he mentions the uh, Amalekites. Mm-hmm. Okay, what happened with the Amalekites? Mm-hmm. God said, hey, go and destroy everything. Don't leave anything alive. Mm-hmm. And he decided to keep uh, the king, right, and the best of the livestock. Mm -hmm. Even though they were, he was instructed to destroy everything. Right. Yeah. So this is this is 
not only partial disobedience, but you're going to see that when he gets questioned on why he decides to keep the king alive and and those um and and that offering mm -hmm. right and 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 those uh the the livestock mm -hmm. he begins he actually he doesn't take responsibility he doesn't say hey man i'm sorry mm -hmm. i should have done that mm -hmm. there's a consistent uh, uh dismissal of his own issues here yeah and also blame shifts and blame shifting yep, yep. right yep, yep yep so um this is the type of character that we're dealing with so if you ever want to know why God would reject someone in Scripture, mm -hmm. is because they long ago rejected Him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's good. that's good. And so when you're desperate, right? Mm -hmm. When you're, he was desperate to win a war more than to, um, more than to get right with God. Mm. He was more you're, desperate. You're, you're more focused on concluding your agenda, absolutely, than doing it with God. You're more desperate. You, you, you're more focused on trying to get the end result you want instead of making sure that you're walking with God in the process. Absolutely. Yeah, that's good. So he goes in. So that, that, that would lead someone to then kind of do goofy stuff like color outside the lines of what we already know to be true in scripture in passages like Deuteronomy. Yep. When, when your thing is by any means necessary above how God moves and what God's ways are, you start really getting into some dangerous territory. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Deuteronomy. Let's see. Let's let's see uh, how Scripture shows that it's completely against witchcraft. Deuteronomy chapter eighteen, verse ten. Yep. There shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or daughter pass through the fire, or who uses divination, a soothsayer, one who interprets omens, or a source or a sorcerer, or one who casts a spell, or a medium, or a spiritist or one who consults the dead. For whoever does these things is detestable to the Lord. And because of these detestable things, the Lord your God is going to drive them out before you. So it's interesting that this is connected to the sacrifice of, of, of children. Yeah. That's pretty dark when you think about it, yeah. right? Like all of this is lumped into one. Verse 10 through 12 is all connecting the, the deletion of, of sons and daughters mm -hmm. right along divination and casting spells and all sorts of other detestable things. Not only that, but God, through Samuel, calls uh, uh, Saul's sin of not, of not uh, taking ownership for what he does as divination mm -hmm. in Samuel, in, mm -hmm. in, in the earlier stories. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's where we, pe we, we use that... Uh, it's often translated as disobedience is as unto witchcraft, mm -hmm. right? That mm -hmm. was said to Saul. Mm -hmm. But, you know, think about this. God has a requirement from Saul, mm -hmm. right? And and what, what Saul does is not just partial disobedience, mm -hmm. but he keeps the best for himself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's very dangerous, mm -hmm. you know? So he keeps the best of the livestock for himself. And then when he gets, you, you want to hear something funny? When he gets questioned about it, when he, when, he, when <laughs> yo, this guy is crazy. When this guy, when Samuel said, why did you do them? He was like, oh no, don't worry. I was saving, I was saving this livestock so I could make a sacrifice unto the Lord. Mm. So this is, this is the, the, the character that we're dealing with here. Mm -hmm. uh, we're also, I'm just to give you more background on Saul. 
Uh, you're, we're also dealing with uh, someone who is, because he doesn't have a clear fear of God, right? He's impatient mm-hmm. and takes takes things upon himself all the time. So there was a moment where he where uh, he had to wait for Samuel to make a sacrifice, right? And Samuel delayed a little bit, mm-hmm. and he just decided to do the sacrifice like himself, like if he was anointed for that particular task. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, there's just disobedience throughout the whole process with Saul, right? Yeah. And but this the thing that we have to also connect is that this type of disobedience, right? It's also a lack of identity mm-hmm. because when you don't have a clear fear of God, right? You will do things that you're not anointed for. Mm-hmm. You will you will literally do things that are out of character. So you will literally take some. You will literally take somebody else's position, right? Mm-hmm. That God never called you to, right? Mm-hmm. And play the role of of a priest like Saul did with Samuel, or you'll literally go back. Mm-hmm. You'll literally go back on your convictions. Mm-hmm. Enough compromise will cause you to go back on your uh, on your convictions. That's good. That's good. Okay. And so here we have New Testament references to the same sort of divination, which is rooted in a lack of identity, rooted in a lack of submission to God's ways. And this is in Galatians, Galatians chapter five, right? And this is breaking down the deeds of the flesh, right? uh, 5 verse 19. Now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are sexual immorality, impurity, indecent behavior, idolatry, witchcraft, hostilities, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, Mm -hmm. envy, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these, of which I forewarn you, just as I have forewarned you, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, there's been Christians mm-hmm. and, and quote-unquote Christians or churches that have dabbled with Christian tarot cards mm-hmm. and just this stuff really creeping into that. What, what do you make of that? Like taking something that's clearly a witch, witchcraft act and then trying to kind of repackage it into something that's on the surface packaged as Christian. You know, it's, it's, um, it's deception, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, again... It's you believing that you can force your way and have more control of God's power mm-hmm. than going than doing it God's way. Just like Saul. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, don't, you know what? You know, Sa- Samuel has a, a connection with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Samuel is the high priest. He's con- he's connected uh with God. And and when 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 Samuel says something and he does something, mm-hmm. right? God is with Samuel. Mm-hmm. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm going to use an agent outside of the things that God has deemed permissible mm-hmm. so that God can bless us, okay, mm. and use us, mm. you know, you know, because uh, God normally blesses these things. This is not the first time that this happens. Mm. Actually, if you go to Samuel chapter 2, mm-hmm. you'll, you'll notice that, that uh, the the priest, the high priest e- the Eli and his sons, mm-hmm. uh, would do this. Mm-hmm. They said, you know what? They would uh, they would they again with the same enemy, mm-hmm. with the same enemy. So what they did was they said, hey, you know, let's go to war with the Philistines. They don't even pray about going to war with them. Mm-hmm. They just want to go to war with mm-hmm. them, right? Mm-hmm. So they don't even inquire from God, mm-hmm. and they go 
and they they go to war and they get their butts whooped mm -hmm. in chapter two. Mm -hmm. And when they get their butts whooped, they go and they say, you know what we're going to do? Mm. We're going to bring the Ark of the Covenant with us. Mm. <laughs> yep. So they're like, you know what? We're going to bring something that represents God with us mm -hmm. to this fight and we definitely have to win it. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. So we could even we can ha even do a form of witchcraft with godly things as well. Mm. That's so, that's heavy. So it's not just it's not just the tarot cards, mm -hmm. right? But we can take we can take even you know what God has moved in our church this way often. Mm -hmm. Let's just do that. Let's not inquire of the Lord again and see mm -hmm. if it's God's will. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's just do that again. Yeah. And yeah. guess what happens? The Ark of the Covenant is stolen. Mm, wow. So it sounds like all this is rooted in, one, a desire for shortcuts instead of doing the work of prayer, fasting, hearing from God. Mm. And two, in terms of people who read that story of Saul and they see that there's it works on the surface, that they're looking at a descriptive passage and thinking that God is therefore okay with Christian Christian psychics, Christian tarot cards, Christian witchcraft, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Which is which is very dangerous. It's very dangerous. And you know what's so crazy? God's grace on one particular person mm -hmm. is not the same type of grace mm. on another type of person, mm -hmm. and it's in, depending on the situation. Mm -hmm. And here's what I mean by that. Mm. When Saul tries to do this stuff, mm -hmm. right, Samuel tells him, hey, man, you know what the problem is here? You know why God has rejected you. Mm -hmm. Deal with that. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of people, they're like, oh, a lot of people, they 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 do this even with like missionary dating. Mm -hmm. They're like, look, this worked out for this couple. I see what you're saying. So definitely it's going to work out for me. So ignoring the principle that's clear as day outline, don't be yoked or partnered with folks right. that are not Christians. And you're seeing the exception to the rule, and then you're trying to make the exception to the rule the rule. Yeah, and and let me paraphrase it like this: You are exceptionally loved, uh -huh. but you're not ex an exception for a lack of wisdom. That's good. You're you exceptionally loved by God, by God, but you're not an exception for the lack of wisdom. Exactly. That's good. That's so good. you're not an exception for folly. Yeah. So God can definitely work out your bad and your good. That's called mercy, right? It's mercy. Yeah. But what happens? Like in this passage, you can easily misinterpret this and say, wow, man, Saul's really looking for God. Mm -hmm. No, he's looking for a win, mm. right? What God is looking from Saul is repentance. That's good. Right? God's not even, a, 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 God's not even against his mistakes, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. So, uh, and this is why I know that, you know, at least in my interpretation, that, that Saul is speaking to Samuel mm -hmm. because it's not in Satan's interest mm -hmm. to tell him the truth. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. This doesn't this doesn't help the the cause of the enemy. Yep. You get what I'm saying? So yep. he's speaking to Saul. Yep. And Saul's like, man, just do what you have to do. Right. And so you have another king that comes in the future. His name is David, mm -hmm. right? He's full of mistakes, mm -hmm. right? But what's the difference? Repentance. Repentance. Mm -hmm. So he's full of mistakes. Yep. Uh, even some mistakes that people would say, man, some of the stuff that David did would look worse. Yep. Than Saul. Yep. Right? Yep. Yep. But whenever, whenever he was, uh, whenever the prophet of the Lord, the anointed one who was a symbol mm -hmm. of the anointing of the Holy Spirit, right? Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. because we're talking, this is a, a, a notion into the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So the that anointed person is a symbol of the Holy Spirit speaking, mm -hmm. right? When 
when when the when that symbol came to Saul and God said, you messed up, he goes, I didn't mess up. You see, what I meant to do is, mm. right? He goes, he goes, I didn't mess up. It was actually these guys that did it. Mm -hmm. You know, it was the medium. It, it actually goes back to the first thing was, God, it wasn't, it's not me. It's the woman you gave me. It goes all the way that Simple, way. As it goes back to lane shifting. Yeah, yep. lane shifting. What's the, what's, the, what's the practical takeaway for the Christian that's hearing this right now? The practical takeaway for Christians, I believe is to have a more robust relationship with the third person of the Holy Spirit. Mm. Because the Bible says in Acts 1-8 mm -hmm. that when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will be filled with power mm -hmm. to be my witnesses. Seek after the power that comes from being filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, the only thing is, is that when you seek after that power, that becomes, it literally it literally comes with there being a dying of self. Mm. See, it's real easy to fall into the medium thing because the, if you talk to anybody who's done with the occult, those spirits are constantly reminding them or making them feel like they're in control. Mm. Like they, you know, it's, you know, you're going to, um, that's why they have it like black magic and white magic, good mm -hmm. magic versus mm -hmm. bad magic. Mm -hmm. Where like, hey man, you're going to help people, Yep. you know, and yep. ultimately it's just bad. Yeah, yeah. That's good, guys. All right. That's uh, another chapter in the most mysterious Bible passages. Let us know which passage you'd like us to cover next. Hey, this is a segment from our daily after-party stream. Consider partnering with us online for as little as $5 a month to get access to these daily after-party streams completely unedited. You'll also get access to our podcast as they are streamed live into the community before anyone else gets to see them, get to interact with our guests, get access to our private Discord server, and a discount code for our store for as little as $5 a month. Ultimately, that will help towards helping us continue contextualizing the gospel using media and podcast here on YouTube. All right, I'll see you over there. Peace.